everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Today is the runoff, the state runoff for Senate in the state of Georgia. We've got a lot to talk about. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So it's an awesome opportunity for me to be here with you guys today. I recorded this about two days in advance because I had another eye surgery. I want to say it was um, yesterday, would have been yesterday now. So I appreciate you guys continuing prayers for us as we kind of work our way through this kind of funky, wonky uh, season that I find myself in. But we're excited. Um, Healing from the first surgery went really well. And so I'm anticipating this one's going to go well, too. So we appreciate your prayers for that. Uh, I am actually joined in studio today by my nephew, River, who's hanging out with his aunt, Heidi. So, hey, River, nice to have you here. So uh, you're just, you're kind of like sitting in the peanut gallery today. Yeah, it's good. So River and I have been kind of talking, uh, chatting up faith and culture. It's always encouraging for me. I'm like, yes. Uh, Whenever I get to talk to young people in their 20s, got their head screwed on straight. Part of the reason why River's head is screwed on so straight, not that it looks, you know, a little bit wonky on you. You're looking pretty good, River. I see nothing weird right now, as opposed to when you were seven. <laughs> but you went to Worldview Academy and then you went to Worldview at the Abbey, right? Yes. yes. So I don't have an extra microphone because really he's just sitting here watching me. So I put him on the spot. But you guys could have heard him say that was the greatest experience of his life. And this is, remember, you guys, Bill Jack's been on my show a whole bunch talking about Worldview at the Abbey. If you've got a student who's getting ready to graduate from high school, this is an awesome opportunity for a gap year. It's a one year program, right, Riv? It's a one-year program, and uh, I cannot stress enough. Also, Worldview Academy, these camps are happening uh, all across the United States this summer, and I believe that you guys can get $100 off your registration if you mention my name. And so uh, check it out, Worldview Academy. You guys will not be sorry. This is so important. There's so much going on right now. So I'm going to hit the headlines like I always do on Tuesdays, but wanting to remind you guys coming up this weekend, because it's Tuesday right now, this weekend starting Friday night and then all day on Saturday, we are opening up the Homeschool Resource Center to anyone who wants to come and see how we do it. How do we run it? What's the history of the center? How do we get the building? Uh, We continue to believe this is a viable option for those of you who want to help people in your community uh, take their children out of the public school system. It's affordable and uh, we it, it's Christ-centered and you guys are going to love it. We've got people coming in from all over the country and we finally made a real registration link. We've been taking phone calls, but we got inundated. And so we made a registration link and uh, I will link back to that. It's just 20 bucks per registration. Obviously, we're not here trying to make money on it. That 20 bucks is going to cover hopefully a little bit of food. <laughs> but we're going to have a great weekend excited for you guys to come. So that's this weekend starting Friday night. If you can't make it Friday night, just come on Saturday and that'll be fine also. Also want to let you guys know that registration for the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center opened up yesterday. And so if you're in the Portland, Vancouver, uh, metropolitan area, I want to encourage you guys to sign up if you're not already a part of the Resource Center. Classes fill up very fast. So we do two registrations a year. We do one in uh, August, in late August, early September, and one in January. And uh, now's the time. So Firmly Planet Homeschool Resource Center, you can check it out, fphrc.org. And isn't this awesome? This is what it's like, January, right? First week in January. Uh, The brand new Bible study just dropped yesterday. 
at MomStrong International. We are finishing up the book of Revelation right now. And uh, this is a great time. Even if you haven't joined me, what we're going to do is we've we've spent the last three months going very methodically and slowly through the first half of Revelation. And we're going to spend uh, this month, January, basically uh, doing the second half of Revelation. Things are going to heat up really quickly. We get back to the, the end of the bowl judgments. And then also to uh, the great the great great white throne judgment and the marriage supper of the lamb as christians we have a lot to look forward to and revelation is a wonderful book to study and you guys will get a really great overview of it uh, even if you're brand new and then in uh, february the very first study in the book of titus we're going to be studying walking our way through the book of titus titus is a really great book to study when you need discernment I'm going to leave that right there. We need discernment in our churches right now. And Titus is dealing with a church that's basically uh, struggling with its role in the culture, um, struggling women, struggling with their role in the culture. We're struggling with, well, how do we even pick a good elder? How do we know who a good leader is? And I was talking with my nephew earlier today, and he was saying, I think it was something that Dennis Prager had said. The Bible says that the, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And is it any wonder, River pointed this out to me and I was like, man, that's just so great. Is it any wonder that uh, we're struggling with wisdom right now because we've lost the fear of the Lord and we're not walking with the Lord and we're seeing it in the culture and uh, we're paying for it. And so great way for you guys to get wisdom is to study God's word with me. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. All right, I wanna get to some of the headlines today. Holy mackerel. So I told you guys a few minutes ago, today is the runoff election in Georgia. Uh, you guys need to be praying for this, all right? This is a really big deal. Pray for what's happening in Georgia right now. It, it could not be more important. And I know a lot of you are not, uh, obviously, not from Georgia, but we need to be praying for what's happening there because if Georgians fail to show up, uh, because of the election fraud and everything that happened in Georgia in November, which, by the way, so many fascinating things. Uh, the Georgia election data, which came out on Friday, just the, a preliminary is showing 17,650 votes switched from Trump to Biden. And these are scientists looking at the data. And so we know that this election has been rigged. It's definitely been tampered with. And I know that what the, unfortunately, the net result of that has been Republicans going, well, I don't, why should I vote then? So why I'm just going to sit it out. You can't do that. If you're thinking, if you're in Georgia, listen to me, if you're, if you're in Georgia right now and you're thinking about sitting out this election in protest, I want to just tell you what's at stake because you can't sit this out. If the Democrats win in Georgia, Right. And so, I mean, I almost wish I had some Twilight Zone music to play for you right now. If the Democrats win in Georgia, they will enact substantial portions of the Green New Deal. If you're not familiar with the Green New Deal, you need to be, because what it would do is wipe out jobs in the United States. It's going to raise the cost of almost everything you purchase. And so you're not only going to be making less money because the Democrats are going to tax and spend you to death. The Green New Deal is going to come in and they're going to wipe out your jobs. And now the things that you buy on the regular, the prices of those are going to go up. The Democrats have already said they're going to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. And what that will do is basically ensure that we live in a post-constitutional country from here on out. The Democrats do not believe in the original view of the Constitution. They are revisionists. And so they're always looking at ways that, you know, well, they didn't understand this and they didn't understand that, except for they did understand human nature. And they did understand what would happen if our three branches of government became con uh, uh, convoluted with each other and there was no accountability. And so if they pack the U.S. Supreme Court, which they most certainly will do, the only thing that would be standing in the way of Biden if he gets in there is the Senate. 
And if the Senate is lost today in Georgia, it's not actually an overstatement to say that if Trump is unsuccessful in his bid, and we'll talk about that in a moment, to uh, overturn the election results, you can say goodbye to uh, the constitutional republic that we have enjoyed since uh, the 1700s. The Democrats are going to push for statehood for the District of Columbia. Can you guys imagine that? Now Washington, D.C. becomes a state. Like the swamp would now be a state. That's a nightmare. And Puerto Rico which is a Democrat socialist uh, culture. So they want to make those two states and then they're going to push for a majority of Democrats in the Senate for all of political eternity and we will not get it back. Uh, The Democrats have been proven to say that they're going to give amnesty and voting rights for illegal immigrants and this would strengthen their voting base, right? And so then they want to add tens of millions uh, of them to various relief roles across the country for which legal and taxpaying American citizens will be forced to foot the bill. And so there's a lot at stake. It's not a small thing. And so anybody who thinks they can sit out this election uh, because, hey, you're just going to stick it to the man, you know, we're going to punish those guys for not properly uh, conducting the presidential election. All y'all are doing uh, with that attitude is shooting yourself in the foot. And so we need to elect Republicans. Do I agree with everything uh, that uh, Loeffler and Purdue stand for? No, I don't. But you guys need to understand, this isn't the time for us to be going, well, I don't know. I just, I don't like this and I don't like that because someone said, well, you're just voting for the lesser of two evils. Yes, you are. But the people who are running against Loeffler and Purdue in Georgia are uh, constitution shredding far left activists. Warnock is an evil man. And I'm not even sorry. I'm not even sorry I'm saying it. Look up the dude. This is a guy who claims to be a pastor who is uh, pro-abortion. So right off the bat, I would call him a liar. I don't see how you can be both, right? Uh, You can't follow the Lord Jesus and go, well, it's okay to murder your unborn child. Something is just inherently off with that guy. Uh, So Warnock and Ossoff, these are the two people that are running against Loeffler and Purdue. Get involved. This is a reason to uh, support Loeffler and Purdue reason enough for everybody in Georgia to come out and vote. This is the probably it is absolutely the most important uh, election of your lifetime in the state of Georgia. So join me, you guys, in praying for what's happening in Georgia. It's probably never been more important than it is right now. We need wisdom. And as I was just telling you, I was talking to uh, River about it earlier today. And we live in a world right now that equates knowledge with wisdom. But the Bible teaches us that that knowledge does what? You guys remember? Knowledge puffs you up. How many of you guys have been to a college campus lately? I mean, truly. All you got to do is go down to Portland State and you'll see what I mean. A lot of puffed up people walking around with masks on their faces, right, with no wisdom. Because wisdom is the ability to apply the things that we learn rightly. Uh, And you can get a PhD from a prestigious school and it doesn't mean you're wise. It just means you got a head full of knowledge, right? We were talking, we've been talking about this, you know, for the last several days at our houses, we've been uh, privileged to host my nephews. And it's fascinating for me to watch the conversations that young people are having and watching my kids who are, you know, many of them now in their twenties and their late teens. And they recognize that the world that they've inherited from us is pretty messed up. Like the baby boomers messed it up pretty good. My generation messed it up pretty good. Why? Because we haven't been interested in the pursuit of wisdom. The Bible teaches that it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. The Bible says that knowledge apart from wisdom simply makes a person arrogant. Scripture says that we are to pursue wisdom. It promises that if we ask for wisdom, God will give it to us. 
So for example, when my 10-year-old gets stung by a bee, I need the knowledge of what to do about it to relieve her pain, right? So baking soda and Benadryl, you know, whatever is in my, in my medicine cabinet. But wisdom is what we need as wives and mothers. So knowledge might help me with the sting that she gets from the bee, but wisdom is going to help me uh, teach her how to respond to adversity. You guys understand? Are you tracking with me? There's a big difference between wisdom and knowledge. Wisdom is what we need as parents. Wisdom is what we need to navigate the culture. And even as children of the king, we desperately need wisdom. So don't ever confuse knowledge with wisdom. A book or a website can give you knowledge, but a life devoted to understanding and pursuing God and seeking the fruit of the spirit is the path of wisdom. The world needs wisdom and he's chosen you. And I've said this a whole bunch here at the podcast, you guys, for such a time as this, you were literally born for this, born for the battle, born for this battlefield. James 1, 5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. In fact, it pleases God. The Bible teaches us that, that uh, Solomon, when given the opportunity to ask God for anything, he asked him for wisdom. And the Bible records that, that God was so pleased with this that he told Solomon, you will be the wisest person that has ever lived. There will never be anyone as wise as you from before your time. And there will need, never be anyone as wise as you after. And how many of you have heard of someone as wise as Solomon since the time of Solomon? Nobody, right? Because when God makes a promise, you can count on it. And, it, and that's what God said. Uh, Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise and become what? wise. It matters who you hang out with. It matters who your kids hang out with. It matters who your teens are hanging out with. Associate with fools, the Bible says, and get into trouble. And finally, a wise woman builds her home, but a foolish one tears it down with her own hands. Uh, We are called to be mentors to mentor those around us who are maybe younger than us or or um, not as have been haven't been walking with the Lord as long, and you guys have an opportunity right now to mentor people around you. This is a great time to do it, right? We're at the beginning of the year. What is it that you want your life to uh, to show right now? So uh, before we end today, I'm going to always I always love to answer your questions, but I want to go over a couple more headlines with you because it's fascinating fascinating. It's like standing. I feel like I was telling my husband the other night, I feel like I'm watching our country uh, dissolve like a train wreck in slow motion. And I keep praying, Lord, can we turn it around? There's an amazing thing happening on January 6th in Washington, D.C. Basically, Trump's invited the whole country to turn out. And uh, it's kind of an amazing thing to see what is happening right now. I listened, if you haven't already, listen to Charlie Kirk. He He's talking about ways that um, Trump has still left to fight the voter fraud and the obvious uh, election tampering that's been happening. I don't know anybody. Frankly, I don't even know a Democrat. And I get a lot of them, they, you know, they write into me and I read their questions and sometimes we answer them on the air. But I don't even know somebody who voted for Biden who thinks that there wasn't election fraud. It's so obvious now. Uh, There's a headline in the Epoch Times that came out on the 2nd that says more than 400 ex-intelligence officers are going now to investigate election irregularities. Uh, This would be one of this guy named Robert Robert Karen, who's one of the organizers of this, basically was in the CIA forever and ever. Amen. And then he worked for a special situation group, which was a task force uh, established by President Bush. And these guys are working you know, they, they know what they're talking about. But it's amazing to me now they're coming out and they're saying something is terribly wrong. 
And so after numerous reports of irregularities in the 2020 election, uh, the now, they now have uh, taken their investigation to a whole new level and they've expanded the network. Many of them are focusing on investigating the election and investigating people who got paid to work at the polls, who are basically were operatives for the Democrats. It's crazy to me. The fraud is so massive and so blatant. And despite what the mainstream media says, this information has got to get to the public. And so this is something we can be praying about right in the months to come. Also happening in Portland, moment of silence for the city I love. We had a little bit of a problem here on New Year's Eve. Did you guys see that? Uh, There was a massive Antifa riot on New Year's Eve in Portland. Portland has been reduced to just, just, uh, it's awful. It's Frankly, it's an embarrassment to me now. Portland is an embarrassment to me. There's another autonomous zone set up in Portland where they curse at you and throw things at you and yell about the police and how they want you to bring them dinner even though they don't have anything and they can't pay you for it because everything should be free. And in the utopia of Portland, uh, this is catching up with them. So the mayor of Portland, who's a super weirdo, but I'm glad that he won because the people running against him in the election were 10 times worse, if you guys can imagine this, 10 times worse than Ted Wheeler. And so the other day he said, you know what, it's too much. It's too much. The New Year's Eve riot had led to the destruction of multiple businesses on New Year's Eve. And they don't even know why they're rioting anymore, right? And so this is what he said, quote, my good faith efforts at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence and even scorn from the radical Antifa anarchists. (laughs) I had to laugh. I was like, okay, so wait, now you're willing to say that Antifa is bad? Because before that, you told the, uh, you told President Trump sends in federal troops. and You're like, yeah, we need your help. It's cool. Antifa is just trying to make a statement. And now all of a sudden he's like, yeah, it looks like it's getting pretty bad. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we're dealing with. I'm I'm wishing, River, you should run for office. You just need to be a little bit older and run for office. <laughs> he doesn't want to be a politician, which is why he should be one. See, when you want to be a politician, you shouldn't be a politician. That's what I've decided. We just need normal people. We need normal people who can balance a checkbook and go, oh, no, it's not a good idea to set businesses on fire. I feel like this could be this is normal stuff, but now it's become revolutionary. So authorities in Portland declared a riot near the federal courthouse shortly before uh, the new year after a crowd of about 100 protesters clashed with police, smashed windows, threw firebombs and basically tried to threaten people's lives for being down there. They declared the riot at 11 p.m. After a crowd had gathered in the night of the area of Southwest Avenue and Southwest Main Street, and some of these guys were engaging in violence. They were throwing Molotov cocktails and fire bombs and large fireworks hurled at the police. This is bananas. I mean, in any other universe, the police would have scooped in and arrested guys, and that would have been the end of it. But what are we putting up with? Lawlessness. What does the Bible say we can expect in the end times? Lawlessness. Anarchy. So now Ted Wheeler decides he doesn't like it anymore. He liked it when it was benefiting him, but now he doesn't like it. So he said, lawless and anarchy come at a great expense and great risk to the future of our community. Uh, you're a little late there, Mayor. You're a little late. He said, it's time to push back harder. I mean, I, I'm sorry, but I just, I have to laugh. The picture of him, so he's reading the statement. And the police chief, a black man, sitting there, standing next to him with a mask on his face, is looking at him like, you, I'm sorry, a day late and a dollar short. So now he wants to push back against people who are destroying the community. Oh, okay. 
So uh, we can be praying for Portland. If the pictures, I do not even recognize it. They smashed up the bank. Um, It's just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy what's happening in Portland, crazy what's happening in Seattle. And it's happening because we have literally allowed this to happen. So we need to be praying for wisdom. We need wisdom now more than we've ever needed it. It's never been more important than it is right now. And you guys have an opportunity to train your children in righteousness. You have an opportunity to get out there ahead of these headlines and just say, you know what, we're gonna, we are going to take this, uh, the narrative back by going to the one who wrote the original story and asking him for wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. So uh, that's it for me today, you guys. I'm kind of out of time. Before I leave, I want to give a shout out to Bart from Alabama, who said, may God bless you in your endeavor uh, with love from a Catholic mom of 10. Thanks for listening. We so appreciate that. Beverly from Richmond, Virginia, who said, thank you so much for all you do. Words can't express how valuable your ministry is in these days, especially the podcast. Uh, thank you, Beverly. We so appreciate you uh, you guys supporting this ministry through your prayers and also financially. If you want to learn how to do that, you can click on the show notes today and look for the donor box uh, link, and that will link you to the Busy Mom podcast and the ministry that's happening here. Don't forget the brand new Bible study, dropped yesterday, as did the Scripture Writing Challenge. And you guys can find that right now by going to momstronginternational.com. Have a great day, everybody. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.